guys doing tonight? You good? You good? I'm, I'm, I'm good too. You guys don't have to ask. It's okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know, it's, it's funny, what you're saying, you know, there's a day of suffering when you got to prepare for the wedding, and I, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's God's grace right now, I'm like, I'm kind of just floating along, and it's, it's good, so, um, awesome, <laughs> and I, I was even, last week, I told Dima, I said, Dima, I only asked Dima one time if I could preach, and, and before, and then I was like, Dima, can I preach this week, is that okay, he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, I'm like, I have a word on my heart, and, and I don't know, I, I felt like it's something that, that I really wanted to do, um, you know, before I get married, it's, it's good, and <laughs> it was, it was, it was interesting, because uh, last, last week, right before youth, I was talking with Edwina, and, and I was just sharing, I was like, you know, this, this word is on my heart, and I was saying, you know, man, I, I don't know, I have this message about Jesus, just about, about who he is to us, and just abiding in him, abiding in Jesus, and then, and then Ramir, Ramir he, go, he gets up and goes, you know, the title of my sermon is Abiding in Jesus, I'm like, really? <laughs> We're in the same spirit, so <laughs> it's good. Um, it's going to be a little bit different from, from what Amin was talking about, but um, I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about Jesus tonight, and, and I guess the title you could say is The Bread of Life. Um, and you guys could open up to John chapter 6. We're going to be reading from there. This will be our first scripture. We have a lot of scripture tonight. But uh, before we keep going, let's pray and ask that God would uh, speak to us tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. We, we praise you, Lord. We honor your name tonight. And Lord, we want to hear your word. We want to hear from you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would take the word tonight and that you would fill us up with this word, that, that your truth would penetrate our heart. Lord, we don't want to just, we don't want just another word, but we want to hear from you. We want to hear from the Holy One. Lord, we want to hear your word. God, I pray that you would help me tonight to speak the truth, to not, Lord, to help me to present this word in the right light. God, to not, to not mess anything up. Lord, I pray that you would quicken me, Lord, that you would anoint me tonight to preach this word, Lord, and, and anoint us to hear it and to receive it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> We're going to read from John chapter 6, verses 24 down to verse 36. Um, okay, I'm going to read from 24. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the, work of, the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. Then Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. I want to talk about Jesus tonight. Just what does he mean for us? He says that he is the bread of life. And what does Jesus, 
I, I want us to answer this question for ourselves. What, what does Jesus mean to us? You know, there's, you know, say you have old pair of shoes, right? You have, you know, old Adidas or something, and, and, and you buy some new Nikes. And, you know, you, have a, you value the new shoes more than, than the old ones, right? Or you, you buy a new car, and you're like, oh, man, this car's valuable. You value this car. How much do we value Jesus Christ in our life? How, what, what's the value that we put on him? What, what, what does he mean for us? The, what does Jesus mean for us? Um, and I was just thinking about this a lot lately, and just I, I wanted to, to, to talk about this because Jesus was so such a, a powerful, uh, I mean, let's think about it. He came and he split time. And, and I mean, there's B.C. and there's A.D., you know? Did you guys ever think about that? There's before Christ, and then there's, uh, Anno Domini. It's not after death. People, everybody thinks it's after death, um, and it's like what? There's 33 years in the middle of that. No, it's it's Anno Domini, which means the year of the Lord. Basically, the the year that Jesus was born. Every year after that, they've been counting it. You know, every year is the Lord's year, uh, and and you know the, he he's he's such a powerful. Uh, figure that he split time down the middle, or not down the middle, but he split time in two. And, and you know, when, when you look at the first church, you look at uh, what did they have? What did the first church have? Did they, have the, they didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have a lot of things that we have today. All they had was Jesus, right? And, you know, we heard a sermon. Actually, this, is, this sermon was preached when uh, we got announced. Um, and it was a sermon about Paul and Peter and the difference. You guys remember that sermon? The difference between them. And it was, you know, Peter, or Peter he was, you know, really religious and he wouldn't go into the home of the Gentiles. But Paul, he was very, uh, you know, he, he, would go to, he would go everywhere and he would preach to Gentiles and everything. And, you know, I, I agree with that. that that's right. But, but at the same time, you've got to give Peter a break. I mean, he didn't have the book of Acts to read. You know, he didn't have the book of Acts where he'd be like, oh, yeah, I should have, man. You know, the Gentiles can be saved too. He didn't have that. All he had was, was the Old Testament, right? That's all he had. And, and they didn't know any better. And, and I mean, it, let's think about this. You have, uh, you know, after the Old Testament, right, you have the book of Malachi, the last book of the Bible, or the last book of the Old Testament. After that, 400 years of no prophetic voice, no, no, no prophet was speaking. There was no, no voice of God on the earth. 400 years of spiritual darkness. And then you have a voice shouting in the wilderness, John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist comes and, and, he, and he brings the, and he says, I'm not the light, I'm not the Messiah, but, but he's coming after me. And, and, and Jesus comes and he is the lamb that was slain, right? To, to, he was the lamb slain to, to, to take on all the sins of, of mankind. And he comes and all of a sudden it's, it, he, he, he takes out the old, te- he, doesn't, he doesn't take it out, but he says that I come to fulfill the law. I, I came to, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14. And, and Jesus, he comes in and he gives, he gives this new way. And it's, it's no longer the old way, it's a new way in Jesus. And everything is so different it's so new and then jesus dies and and then and then he he uh, rose again on on the third day and he defeated death hell in the grave and and then he goes to be with the father and you have the first church and and what what do they have they don't have much right they don't have the new testament they don't have uh, uh, instructions to read they just have they just know jesus was here he died and, 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 and he went, came back to life, and he resurrected. Now he's with the Father, and he was the Messiah. And it's not like they wrote down everything that they said. Yeah, they remember him, and later they wrote it down. But in the beginning, they didn't really have much. They just had teachings. And, 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 and I, I was thinking about this. How did the first church survive? I mean, how did they make it through? And, you know, you, you got other, other, you know, in, in the uh, Gentile nations, they didn't, have, uh, they didn't have the Old Testament. They had nothing. They, they were just pagans. 
and, and all they had was just their pagan ways and, and their pagan worship, and that's all they had. And, and then Paul came and brought them the message of Jesus, and that's all they had. And yet they still stayed Christians. Christianity stayed through. It started off with 120 people, right? With, it, it was a sect. There was just a, a, a group of people, but they were, you know, they, they, then the Holy Spirit came the day of Pentecost, and, and the whole gospel spread throughout the whole earth. And it started off so small, but yet it, it became now it's what the, the world's leading religion, right? It, it's such a powerful force, Jesus. He was not just a, an idea. There's, there's a, a group of people called the Oneness Pentecostals, and they believe that God is one. He's not three, he's not three persons. It's just one God, one person. And Jesus was more of a plan, and it was a plan to save us, and, and that's it. And, and I don't know what they do with the Holy Spirit, but... It's just they're, they're, it's actually a group of people, the oneness, oneness Pentecostals, and but Jesus is a person, and and Jesus is someone that 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 did so much for us. And the first church they made it just because Jesus, Jesus was enough. That's all that they had, and that's all what they needed. And I wanted to talk about this tonight. What does Jesus mean for us? What what is he for us? For them, it was everything. It was it was all that they had, and it's all that they needed to to, to make it through. And, and, but what does he mean for us today? How important is he? How much do we value him? And I wanted to go uh, through a couple things, just a couple points. What, what did Jesus do for us? What, 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 did, he, what did he do? Um, and I believe the first thing that he did, the most important thing, was he saved us from our sin. And Jesus saved us from, and, and I, there's a couple different verses. You guys don't have to open up to all of them. There's 1 Peter 3.18. It says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. And, and it says that he, he brought us close to God by dying in the flesh. And then uh, Revelations 1.5, it says, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. In his own blood, Jesus, Jesus, the, I believe the first most important thing is that he washed us in the blood. He, he cleansed us from our sins. He washed away all of our sins. He, he washed them all away. Not just our uh, present sins, but our past, present, and future. All of our sins have been washed away by Jesus. And, you know, it, it says that uh, in Hebrews 10.10, 10, it says that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. One time for, for all time. You know, I, I remember before I used to hear this message, uh, people would, would tell me, uh, you know, if you don't repent of every sin that you do, if you don't ask forgiveness for every sin, God's not going to forgive you for your sins. And, you know, that's, that's not true because Jesus Christ, he forgave us of all our sins once for all time. He, 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 he's, he, we do things all the time, guys. We do things all the time that we don't even realize, but we sin. Uh, and, and, but Jesus Christ forgave us of all our sins. Now, we don't test his grace. We don't test, uh, we don't take it for granted what he did for us. We don't say, oh, okay, he died for all my sins. I can do whatever I want. No, that's, that's not salvation. That's, uh, that's, that's abusing or misusing the grace of God. And, and, you know, when we are really sanctified, and we don't, we don't even want to do those things, but when the blood of Jesus, it washes us. You know, God gave us, the blood of his own son. I was thinking about this, and I was sharing this at group um, a little while ago. God gave the most precious thing in the whole universe. The most precious thing. Everything that, that God could have thought up in the whole universe, he gave it for us. The blood of his own son. That's what was given for us. 
the blood of Jesus. Can you guys, can you guys imagine the most precious thing in the, in the universe was given for our sins? That's what Jesus did for us. He died for our sins, and he washed them away with his blood. You know, that's, that's amazing, but uh, he also, he gave us a new heart. He gave us a new heart, and in, in uh, Hebrews 10, uh, you guys could turn there, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 through 18. It says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. And so Jesus, it says that he gave us a new heart. When, when it says, after those days, he says, um, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. What days? After the cross, after Pentecost, after the Holy Spirit came. And every day after that, God says, I will make a covenant with you. I will put a new law. Oh, I will put my law into your heart. I will give you a new heart. I'll give you a new mind. He, God didn't just leave us alone, right? He didn't just save us and say, good luck. No, he gave us a new heart. That means we don't want to do what we used to do, right? We don't even want to do those things. That's what Jesus did. He gave us a new heart. I was uh, sharing uh, with somebody about you know, this guy, he's, he was Catholic in, in, uh, at my work, and <clears throat> he was just, uh, I, I was telling him about Jesus, and he's like, oh, I'm good, I'm Christian, I was baptized when I was, I was baptized in, in or water baptized when I was two years old, you know, I'm good, I, I you know, my, my, my parents believe in Jesus, I'm, I'm okay. I said, no, I'm, you're not, and I, I started telling him, like, look, you got to repent of your sins, you got to repent of your ways, because you, you have a wrong lifestyle. It proves that you're not with God. And he said, well, no, I can, I can still party. I can still drink, you know. And, and I said, no, you have to, you, you have to give those up. And, and he said, you know, I don't want to give those up. I'm, I'm not ready to repent. And, and I said, okay, well, you know, I said, don't. That, that's the thing I was saying. Look, God is going to give you a new heart. He's going to give you a new mind. You, you, don't, you won't even want to do those things. You, it's not even going to be, like, fun for you. You, you, you don't want to do those things. When God gives you a new heart, you don't want to do those. You, you, you hate those movies that they show, those, you know, that music. You can't stand it. And, you know, somebody's telling perverted jokes. It's like, I don't want to listen to that. I, 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 it's, I'm, if it's funny, I don't care. I, it's perverted. I, it, it hurts. You know, it, it hurts Jesus. And, and you know, this, when God gives you a new heart, you're changed. And, and there's a verse, uh, we read this today. It was, it was the verse that, that I wrote down. Um, and this is speaking about Paul. This is what he preached. And, and, and then to the Gentiles, this, that he preached to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works benefiting repentance. Do works benefit. This is the message of Paul, that he, would, he preached that they need to do works benefiting repentance. And, you know, we, we, we're not saved by our works, right? Just because I do good things, that doesn't mean I'm saved. But when I am saved, when Jesus really washes me with his blood, when I'm really changed, he so said, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a new heart. I don't I'm gonna have new works. I'm gonna I'm gonna be changed. I I, I, I won't want to do those things that I used to do. I'm gonna have I'm gonna it's it just proves that you're saved. We know when you're saved, you're gonna want to do good works. Amen? You're you're not gonna want to do the things you used to do. You're you're not gonna want to do them when you're really saved. You 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 don't care about about what latest movie they're watching or or what, what what's what's out there today. You don't you don't care about that stuff. God God gave you a new heart. Amen. And th- this is this is what God, this is what Jesus has done for us. Not only that, but He gave us power over our sin when He died for us. He gave us power over our, over our sin. And it, in First John four four, it says, "You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because He who is in you is greater than He who is in the world." 
Just think about it. God didn't just die for our sins. He gave us power over our sins. Amen? He, he's, he gave us strength to fight. And because he says, what's in you is greater than what's in the world. You don't hear, you don't, it's, it's not that you're so great, but what's in you, what the, the Holy Spirit that he's put in you, he's going to lead you. He's going to give you grace over everything. And, and I don't know, there's times when, when, when you fight sin. There's times when you go through struggle, when, when God allows that. But you will have victory, amen? When, 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 you're, when, when God, because Jesus, that's what he does. He gives us a new heart, and, and we have power over those things that, that other people don't. And we're not, we're not slaves to sin. We're not slaves to those things. And you know, you, you might say, man, I'm, I'm still struggling. I'm, I, still, I still do this, I do that, and I'm trying to stop, but I can't. You know what? And when we continue, when we continue to, to seek God, God will give us victory. He will give us, maybe there's a time of testing. There's a time of just where you just have to, you know, fight. And, and, and God wants to see you prove that, 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 that you're serious, that, that you hate that sin, that, 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 that you love him more than those other things. And he will allow you to, to fight through that. He will allow you to go through that. But he, but he will give you power over those things. Amen? And um, what else did Jesus do for us? He gave us peace. He gave us peace. In Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You know, there's a peace that, that Jesus gives us when we're saved. It's a peace that's, that's beyond understanding. It's beyond what makes sense. It's, it's greater than that. You know, people in the world, they don't have peace. They have happiness, right? They, they can be happy sometimes. You know, people say money, money doesn't buy happiness. I think money buys happiness. It, it just doesn't last for very long. You know, you buy, get a new car or something. You're like, wow, this thing is amazing. And, or, you know, whatever. You get something you really like. And, and, yeah, you're happy for a little bit, but it doesn't give peace, right? It, it doesn't, peace, you can't buy peace. You can't buy, you know, the, the peace, it comes from God. It comes from Christ Jesus. It says the peace of God will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When, you know, what, what can you trade peace in for? You can't. It, it's, it's the most valuable. It's so valuable. It's just, it keeps you steady. It, it's the peace that, that fills your heart and mind. And when you're going through something, you say, Jesus, I, I, you just trust in him because it talks about prayer. And Jesus, just this peace comes over you. Amen? Um, and then what else? He gave us hope. Jesus gives us hope. In, in 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 3 through 5, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an in- inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be, to be revealed in the last time. He gives us hope that, that where we're going is, is there, we have an inheritance waiting for us. You know, we, it, when people that, that are in the world, when they die, when they're passing away, they don't have any hope. They, they don't know what to do. They, they, lose, they lose their minds. It's like somebody said, everybody is a Christian the last couple minutes of their life, right? Everybody's, everybody wants to be a Christian because they're scared. They don't know where, we're, where they're going. We know where we're going. We know where we're headed. We know that, that this is not our home, that we have a, a, a home in heaven for us waiting, that Jesus gave us a treasure or that, that he has promised us. That, that he, he, has, he has built many, um, how does it say, many mansions. Or, or He says, many mansions I have prepared for you. And because we have a home in heaven. 
Uh, that's the hope that Jesus gives us. What else does he give? He gives us grace. And, and it says in uh, 2 Timothy 2, 1, it says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus gives us grace. It, I mean, I don't know, so many times in my life I felt the grace of God, just, just God's grace in my life. And just, I don't know, I would come, remember I would come to youth and I just feel like, man, some, you know, I, I messed up and, and I need to repent and, and, and I'm not worthy. But, but you come before God and he gives grace. And it's just, he's so good. It, it, it's like, God, I don't deserve this, but he's still so good to us. God gives us so much grace. Like that, like that song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, I Once Was Lost But Now I'm Found. It's the, God gives grace when, 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 when we mess up, when, when we do something wrong. There's grace. God helps us in those times. There's grace when, 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 when we need some help at a certain time. God lifts us up. He gives us so much grace. And then uh, what else? He's the author and finisher of our faith. In Hebrews 12, chapter 12, verse 2. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And he starts everything. And he finishes everything. Jesus it says he's the, he's the author and finisher of our faith. He'll start us on the journey. He, he'll, he'll take us through every step. We don't even have to worry. And, and it's like, man, I don't know. I, I, don't have, I don't have to worry about anything because I know Jesus is with me every step. And, you know, about like work or school. Yeah, we still have to, we still have to study. Yeah, we still have to work hard. We still have to do these things. But, but we know that Jesus is guiding us every step of the way. We know that. There, there's, I don't know, there's, there's such a relief that, that I get knowing that Jesus is with me. You know, even, even like, like with marriage right now, it's, God has started it. And, and it's, we've seen just how God starts it, and he just brought it to, to a completion. And it's, just, it's amazing that we can, we can just trust in Jesus. Just, we have that trust. We know that, that God is going to guide us. And, and no matter how hard it gets, we know Jesus is with us. And that, that's so I don't know, where, where, what else, where, where else can we get that? Where, where else, where, where, what else do we have in our life that's like that? This is Jesus. This is what he did. There's more things. There's, he healed us from, 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 from our diseases. You know, we, God gives us healing. He, gives, he, he, he delivers us when, when we're in trouble. There's so many more things, and honestly, we, we just don't have enough time to talk about it. But I want to talk about something else also. Because that's, that's Jesus. We, we see the good things. We see how powerful he is, what, what he's given us. But what does he ask of us? Let's turn to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, verse 25 through 27. It says, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned to them, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, or fiance, you know, however you want to put that, and children, <laughs> brothers and sisters, yes, his own life, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And, you know, for, for me, this, this verse is just sticking out right now because, you know, I mean, I love, I love Albina. I mean, honestly, I love her. But, but at the same time, it says in the Bible here that if you do not hate your father, your mother, your just whoever, if you don't hate them, compared to Jesus, if we don't hate them, then he said, you cannot be my disciple. And I was just, you know, just thinking about this. This is, this is so... This is who Jesus says. He said, I am the bread of life. And why do so many people reject Jesus? 
today? Why do so many people reject him? I just said all the good things that he did for us, right? All the things. He, he, he gave, he, he's given, I'll, I'll list them all off. He forgave us of our sins. He, he washed us um, in his blood. He, uh, he gave us a new heart. He gave us power over our sin. He gave us peace. He gave us hope. He, gi- he gives us grace. He, he, he's the author and finisher of our faith. I mean, there's more things. He heals us. He delivers us. Uh, there's so many, so many more things what Jesus did. How come more people don't turn to Jesus? How come more people don't, don't, don't follow after him? Why is that? Because who Jesus, what Jesus says, he says that if you don't leave everything behind to follow me, if you don't leave everything, if you, if you, if you don't hate your own life, I mean, man, that's, that, that's a hard word. But if you don't hate your own life, you say, you cannot be my disciple. And, and I was just, I'm thinking about this, like, God, this is, you know, this time for me, it's, I mean, honestly, I, I, I love what I've been, but at the same time, I, I, I love Jesus. And, and this is the first thing in our life. There's nothing that can be more important. And does, is Jesus, does, is he, does he mean to us like this? Is, is he, does, for us, does, do we see him as this? As, do we see him as us loving him more than anything else, more than, more than anything else in this world? It says in, in Scripture, or it says in Matthew 21, um, verse 42 through 44, And Jesus said to them, Have you never read this in the Scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken. But on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And Jesus said, I am the stone which the builders rejected. I think the builders is talking about the Pharisees. And he says, I am the stone. I'm the chief cornerstone. We know Jesus is the foundation, right? Jesus is, is the foundation of our life. He's the, he, he's the foundation of any Christian. But, but he says, the stone which the builders rejected. See, people reject this cornerstone. People tend to reject Jesus because in another place, it says that Jesus is the rock of offense. He's a stumbling block. He's a stumbling point. People get to the rock and they stumble. They, 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 can't, they, they don't know what to do with, with his message because his message is either you give up everything or you cannot be my disciple. And that's what offends people. That, that's, what people that's why people, they, they can't stand Jesus. They can't stand the name of Jesus. They just, it just, it's offensive. It's, it's an offensive gospel. We have an offensive gospel because Jesus is either he's everything or he's nothing. And, man, I was just, I was just thinking about how important is Jesus to our life? What, what does he mean for us? Is, is he a rock of offenses? Do, do we get offended at the fact that he wants everything? And, and he, he, it says, that whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. It says whoever falls on this rock will be broken. What does that mean? Jesus is the rock. If you fall on Jesus, if you give up everything for Jesus, it says you will be broken. Brokenness, that's, that's what we need. Brokenness before God. But it says, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And that's when we reject the message of the cross. That's when we reject the message of Jesus. That's when we hear the message and we reject it. It's, it says in Hebrews that whoever sins willfully is, uh, it says that it's worse for that person. Um, basically, it's uh, you've rejected the Son of God. You've treated his blood as ordinary. And uh, God will, ha- will not have mercy on that person because he, he mistreats or 
Um, he spits on the blood of Jesus. He tramples the blood of Jesus, treats it as ordinary. And this is, this is what Jesus did for us, but at the same time, he's asking, can you give everything for me? This is what Jesus is asking from us. Either we fall on the rock, we fall on Jesus, or it will break us. The, the weight of the gospel, the weight of, of knowing what, who Jesus is, it will grind us to powder. That's a, that, that, that's a scary thought. And, you know, this is, this, is where, this is where many Christians, today we have a lot of Christians, we have few disciples. You know, in the Old Testament, we're reading the book of Acts. And the Old Testament, they weren't known as Christians, right? They weren't known as, um, they called them Christians, but, but that's not how they called each other. They called them Christians in, in um, Antioch. That was the first place they called them Christians. But that's what the world, that's how they called them. But the church, well, how did they call each other? They called each other disciples, this disciple, or, or, this, or it was followers of the way. Basically, it was known as the way. Are you a follower of the way? That's, that, that's how they would know. Are you a Christian? Are you a follower of the way? And that, that, that's how they would know if they're a Christian or not. And, and, it, and at the same point, Jesus, he, he loves us, but he's saying, listen, if you cannot give up everything for me, you're not, you, you cannot be my disciple. And I was just thinking about this. Man, Jesus means so much to us, but yet at the same time, we have to be willing to give up everything. And it also says in, in Hebrews chapter 4, this is the last place. Let, let, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus is the high priest. And today, I, I, this, this morning, I was just... I. Um, I woke up and I was just kind of, you know, doing some stuff and, and just, you know, preparing and, and made myself some breakfast and, and, and I was about ready to, um, ready to read the Bible, eat some breakfast, read the Bible, pray. And all of a sudden, just the presence of God came, just the presence of God would just came. And, and I don't know, I was like, I'm, I'm just kind of praying and, and, and sitting down, I'm going to pray for the food. And just the presence of God comes and it's, you know, it's, it's unexpected, you know, you don't really, I'm, I'm just praying for food and just... God, it's just like God filled the, the whole room. He filled the whole house. And I was just like, wow, I wasn't going to eat anymore. I, was just, I started praying, started worshiping. I was just crying and just dancing. It was, just, it was, it was awesome time in, in the presence of God. And, and I, was just, I was just thinking about how much Jesus loves us, how much he, he, he gave up for us. And I don't know, I was just, just overwhelmed by, by Jesus this morning. I was just it was, I just, you know, he, he lifts us up. He gives us grace. He, he helps us. And, and I was just thinking how little we, we think of him, how little we, we give up for him. He's given up everything for us. He's, he's given us his life. He's given us so much. I mean, it would have been enough if, if he just saved us from our sins, said, here you go, you know, try to survive. And, and we're just, you know, trying to, you know, trying to live, try, trying to do something. But he's, he gave us everything. My goodness, and, and I was just thinking about how precious Jesus is to us. And I was just, this morning I was just praising God, and, and I don't know, I was, 
I mean, I'm kind of, I guess I'm excited with, you know, I got a wedding coming up. I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm thinking about Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, you're so good. You're so, so awesome. And, and, and is Jesus like this for us? Do, you know, do we have, not, not that I'm not saying that I got to figure it out. This word is for me too, honestly. This is for me just as much as it is for you. But I was just thinking, do, do we love Jesus like this? How much, how much do we love him? How much does he mean for us? And, and it says that we can come to him. He's a high priest. He's, he's a high priest that, that was tempted on every point as we are. Went through everything, and, and it says he sympathizes with our weaknesses. And I'm so glad. I had a lot of, I still have a lot of weaknesses. But I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I have somebody that can sympathize with my weakness, Jesus. He, he knows what, 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 what I need. He knows where I need to change. And, and it says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can come boldly before Jesus. We can, we can just come before, because the blood of Jesus washes us from our sins. And, you know, I, I, I start off with this point, and, and there's a, a story about Martin Luther, if you guys never heard this, how he was, uh, he, he, the, the devil came to Martin Luther, and, and he, said, he said, listen, uh, he, he, gave, he gave him a list. He said, this is, this is uh, your sins. This is, here's your sins right here. I have them all. You, you know, when I, when I show this to God, you know, you're not going to be saved because of your sins. Martin Luther said, yeah, well, you forgot a couple. What about this? What about that? And he said, but wait a minute. Jesus Christ died for me. His blood washes all those sins away. God doesn't even see. The Father doesn't even see those sins anymore. Because when they were nailed, because it says in Colossians that our sins were nailed to the cross. And the blood of Jesus washes all those sins. It's, it was smeared into, into the record of our sins. And, and I was just thinking, man, we can come to God at any time. Nobody is good enough to come to God. Nobody that, that, that wants, it's, it's not like, oh, I got to be this good to come to Jesus. No, we can come at any time. We can come boldly knowing that he is there, knowing that he's with us. You know, that's, that's awesome because God, Jesus, he loves us so much. But do we have that love for him? Do we have that are we ready to give up everything for him? That, that's just the message that I wanted, that I wanted to, to speak tonight. Let's, let's stand up. And we're just going to worship. We're just going to worship him right now. And let's just, I don't know, let's, let's just spend some time in the presence of God. Let's just spend some time in the presence of Jesus. And he's done so much for us. He's, he's given us so much. And, and he, 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 he wants us to worship him. Let's just worship Jesus for a little bit. Let's just, let's just worship him. And, and, and if this word is for you, if you, if you feel like you need a, a relationship with Jesus, if you feel like, like you need to restore something, like something's been lost, or, or, or you want that, you need that grace, you need that help, you need something from, from him, you want to come to him, then just come up to the front, come up to the front, and, and somebody's going to pray for you or pray with you. And let's just, let's just worship Jesus. Let's just spend some time and just praise him because he's so so good to us. He's, he loves us so much. Hallelujah.